It's time for Quarantine Cabaret Cocktails with Robert Bannon and Lee Lessig. We have a show this week, Lee. We have such a show. I, we can't hear you. Sorry, Lee. Keeps muted. Okay. Say it again. We have a show. We do. I'm so excited. We have never, thank you everybody, had the response that we've had from email to messages to direct DMs everywhere. You guys are excited and we are amazing. It's amazing. A few weeks ago, we started doing um, these like cast reunion shows because we had the the most adorably talented um, kid, Jake Ryan Flynn, who was Charlie in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on Broadway. And he's in the upcoming Mrs. Doubtfire. He plays the son. And um, a friend of mine connected us. And so he was going to be our guest. And I was emailing with his mom, Mary. And she said, Jake thought it might be fun to invite some of the other cast members if you like that idea. And I was like, yeah, why not? And the next thing I knew, we had the entire principal cast of Mrs. Doubtfire on the show. And it was so much fun. And so, and we got a lot of great responses and emails and messages about it. And so um, we've done the falsettos, national tour, Broadway Mm -hmm. cast. Last week we did a Hamilton Mm -hmm. reunion and had a bunch of Hamilton people. And, um, And this week, I had reached out to my friends, Emily Skinner and Alice Ripley and said, why don't you come on and we can do like a sideshow reunion thinking it would just be the two of them. And um, they both said, yes, they, they would do it. And then um, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna ask Hugh Panaro because I've known Hugh since like just after high school, we met doing dinner theater together. And so he said, yes. And then like he connected me to Norm Lewis and then Norm said, well, you should call Ken Jennings and Norm's manager said, don't forget Jeff McCarthy. And before we knew it, we had all six. And when we posted about it, I mean, I like to think that we're pretty popular anyway, but this was insane. You wrote up. Hi everybody. Welcome to our messy show. (laughs) The fans, the fans of this show, it had such a cult following and still does. And the fans of this cast and this show, it's unbelievable. It's well, just unbelievable. When I think of the show, I was um, in elementary school when Sideshow came out and I was doing musical theater in my high school and I was I was really sick for a couple of years and missed it. So shows like the Rosie O'Donnell show, show like the Tony Awards, like that was my access to Broadway. And I will never forget Alice wow. and Emily singing on those shows. They're literally as a child, remember. And you know, I was a big late night fan, so I knew Jeff McCarthy, and I'm from Hudson County, New Jersey, so I know Ken is a Jersey boy, and Norm, I just saw Norm at D23 convention in California, uh, Lauren, who sang at it, Norm sang at it, I was there to see, and Norm is le- legendary, all of them, legendary, legendary cast, so everybody here, I feel like, I've been watching you my whole life. I'm so excited. I'm so excited uh, that I almost wish we didn't have an in good company reunion <laughs> segment, but we but we have to because I promised everybody. So 
For those of you that are watching for the first time, which I find very hard to believe, for those of you watching for the first time, literally the first week of quarantine, um, I came home to LA. I was on like a five week concert tour in Florida. And after one show, the entire tour collapsed. So I came home and we were walking the dogs and I got a text from a friend of mine in New York, Beth Martin, who said, I just wanna make sure you guys are okay. And I have to tell you, I've been listening to your duets album a lot this week, and it has given me a great sense of calm in an otherwise anxiety-fueled moment in time. I thought that was so sweet, and I showed the text to Mark, and um, he said, you know, I wish there was a way that you could kind of re-release this because it's 15 years ago. 15 years ago, I produced a duets album, and I recorded with 17 other vocalists, and I did it because it was the 10 year anniversary of my LML Music record label. And honestly, I just thought if I'm gonna do another album, I'd like to figure out how to sell more copies than my last four albums. And I thought I'll invite people that are better known than me, which is like a wide open playing field. And so everybody I asked said yes, from Steven Schwartz, Michael Feinstein, Maureen McGovern, Anne Hampton Calloway, Susan Egan, all of them, Ken Page. It was such a dream. Uh, project. And so I thought, how can we like re-release this? Because 15 years ago, there wasn't social media. And so uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jonathan Hawkins said, I think you need to engage with video because that is what attracts people today on social media. And so we set up all of these uh, video like Zoom interviews that he then um, edited and we've used those to, to reintroduce a song and every friday we drop a new track um just for streaming it's not for profit or anything like that and um and so we're almost done because this is our 16th episode yeah. Someone if you can imagine how long have we been going on 16 16, 16. funny you should ask <laughs> <laughs> so um I am very excited. This week is uh, a song um, called uh, Never Saw Blue Like That uh, before. And it is from the soundtrack of Runaway Bride with oh, Julie yeah. Roberts and Richard Gere. Yes. And it's a song that Sean Colvin wrote. Okay. And I recorded it with an amazing singer that I met in Chicago years ago, who then moved to LA, Mary Jo Mundy. Gorgeous, gorgeous voice. And we're gonna drop this tomorrow, but here's a little preview. Today, we took a walk. Hi, Mary Jo Mundy. Hi, Lee Lessig. <laughs> it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. <laughs> so good to see anybody. I know, at this time. <laughs> We've known each other for like over 30 years. Oh my God, really? When I was putting together In Good Company, the project started because it was the 10 year anniversary of my record label. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do something to celebrate that. I want the album to celebrate voices that I think are the greatest on the planet. And so I thought about the people that, you know, I had sung with or had heard at cabarets or jazz clubs or whatever. And of course you immediately came to my mind. I had heard this song. I loved it. I just loved the song. It was written by Sean Colvin. 
It was in the the film soundtrack of the Julia Roberts film Runaway Bride, Bride uh, with her and Richard Gere, and we instantly found the duet in it. Yep. And it's one of my favorite uh, tracks on the album. It just makes me smile and warms my heart. And anytime it comes on my playlist, I'm always like, oh yeah. And I don't know if you know, at that time, I yeah. had gastric bypass in 2004. And right as you were recording this, this was the first thing, the first song I sang after my surgery. So I had like this really, truly like significance in my life because it was the first song I was singing and the first expression of like this new journey I was about to go on. Uh, you know, never saw blue like that. And, and <laughs> just, it was so, it was such a magical moment in my life. And then to have that song and now to be able to go back and remember it anytime I hear it and go, oh my gosh. What a great time in my life that was. Yeah. All the people that you had on that CD were just like heroes of mine. I mean, it's just, there were so many beautiful voices on that CD. You should be very proud of it. It was an amazing, amazing project. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that I'm a little piece of it. I'll never forget being in the studio and him just being like, you need to like whisper this song. Like, it has to be like this kind of mood and voice. And he really like gave me like, the foundation of where we went with the song but i kind of had to do it in the moment because before that we were just singing it you know like yeah. melting it out and then we came to that microphone it's a very different sound very different process so it that was magical too to kind of learn how to sing in front of a microphone it was a big step for me too like that kind of singing it's so, intimate. It's so intimate right and trusting that less is more yeah and i remember johnny rogers just kept saying to everybody Pillow talk. Pillow talk. Pillow talk. Really does pull the listener in because it is it is so um, tender and, and and intimate. Yeah, people like really took it and, and used it as this inspirational song for their lives. It was, yeah. yeah so me too. Me too. I just I love the work that we did, and I, every time uh, the song comes on. Uh, our playlist. I ju it just makes me smile. It really, really does. So. Me too. It was just such a pleasure to sing with such a luscious singer. Well, it takes one to know one. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Great to see you. I love you. Love you too. You're giving me all you have. You're eating carbs? Just don't tell my trainer. Mm -mm. It's, a, it's dinner. Okay, so I think this is the 12th edition of In Good Company. There's 17 tracks, and every week we come out of this segment, and Robert has a different food group <laughs> that he's eating. I, the moment. I thought you would have run out by week 10. L no. I, listen, I'm a foodie at heart. I will find a food every week this show is on. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was Mary Jo Mundy. I heard her at some club in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for one winter and uh, in between New York and LA. And I heard this voice and it was like literally one of the most angelic voices I had ever heard. And then she moved to LA and, and we reconnected. And that was like over 30 years ago. And um, when I when I was building this project, the the first like six or seven people that I reached out to, as I said previously, were you know 
somewhat big names because I wanted to elevate the album. And then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna dedicate the rest of the album to voices that I think are the most incredible voices on the planet that nobody knows about. And so it was a, it was really a, a, a full circle project in that way, in that um, there were people that I recorded with that had never recorded before and probably never will record again. Um, anyway, so tomorrow, check social media. I'll include all the links where you can listen to the song on Spotify and YouTube and whatever. Yeah. Okay. And you can listen to the album. Someone asked just now, can we listen to the album? Can you purchase the album? You, you can. can. You can, you can, you can, you can. Um, I love this comment that just came on. Alice Ripley, my dear freaking talented friend, was my college roommate. Hi, Karen. Hi, Hi Alice. Karen. We, I know you're waiting. We have them. They're coming. They're all coming. It's crazy. <laughs> so we decided we were going to try and um, uh, do a reunion of the musical sideshow, which for anybody that hasn't seen it, I feel bad for you because it's literally one of the best musicals I have ever seen. I saw the original production. Um, it's just incredible. And um, the music is incredible. The story is incredible. The acting was, the performances were all off the charts. And um, it became like this cult show, like like Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know what I mean? Like the following, as we've seen on social media this week, the fans are very loyal. Yes. They are fierce, Amazing. fiercely loyal. And it's fantastic. It's just fantastic. And I thought I was just gonna invite Emily and Alice, who are my friends, and they said yes. And then I thought, oh, I should ask Hugh Panero because I've known Hugh since like just after high school. We both grew up in Philly. But then it just kept growing. Like one person said, well, you should invite Jeff McCarthy and you should invite Norm Lewis and you should invite Ken. And everybody said We're yes. Here. And so now we have the entire principal cast of the show, which I am, I can't even believe it. I'm so excited. And so I don't wanna waste any time. Um, Robert put together a little sizzle reel of all of their careers. I just wanna say, I have spent a little time on Wikipedia this week and, <laughs> and Internet Broadway Database. And correct me if I'm wrong when you come on, but between these six talented artists, they have done 52 Broadway shows. Insane. Which is kind of redunculous, if you ask me. Insane. Robert and I collectively have done zero, but my last album just went 10. So there's that. Okay, so. I dinner, I ate pizza on Broadway. You did? I may have sung a song on a corner. <laughs> 52 shows. That's Amazing. crazy. It's crazy. All right, here we go. I dreamed a dream in time gone by When hope was high and life worth living Thank you. 
summertime and evening time yeah. and summertime and winter time Bess, you got your man in all your fantasies you always knew that decided to run for the president of the United States. Well, let's just say it's filled with symbolism and things like that. Say, Officer Lockstock, is this where you tell the audience about the water shortage? Whoa, 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 there, little Sally. Not all at once. Oh, I guess you don't want to overload them with too much exposition, huh? No, everything in its time, little Sally. You're too young to understand it now, but nothing can kill a show like too much exposition. Right, <laughs> Invade a separation in the private conversation in my mind. Softly, deftly, music shall caress you. Hear it, feel it, secretly possess you. We have lived our lives. This is good. <laughs> oh my God. Lee is uh, Lee got logged off and he'll be back in one second. Can you just see how amazing you guys are in that video? It was so amazing to see you all. 
and all of the work that you guys have done. And thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you. I'm crying. I'm crying. That was so great. Yeah. The honor honor is really all of ours. Do you, Alice and Emily, do you have your story about your journey to being a part of this show? Take it away, Alice. You know, I have to say, I'm really glad that we're all here because so much of the time, Alice and I get asked to, to talk about Sideshow, and rarely, rarely is the whole principal cast. I think this may be the first time yes, ever. We've, yeah. oh, we've all gotten a chance to, to talk about the show together. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with all of you. We're so excited to have you here. Oh, Thank you all so much. And Alice, what was it like for you to be a part of this cast? And literally you two being joined together, singing together. I mean, that is the most iconic song and performance. You two are brilliant. Well, you know, I can't believe that cut off before the end of it. What did? Oh, it was very dramatic. I I can't believe it cut off before the end of that song. I mean, we had your the most iconic song from the show well, at the end, it. and my computer. We oh, we heard it. Oh, we heard it. We heard it. We heard it. Okay, good. Okay. Well, the show ran, you know, just like me. eight weeks, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you Sorry. know, we weren't we weren't actually joined together. You weren't. No. It's called acting. You can't hear me. Yeah, we can, can hear, you. hear me. Can you hear me? Uh, we weren't joined together. It was an illusion. <laughs> Yes. I hope Bobby Longbottom is watching yeah. right now. You really can't hear me right now. Can you no, hear me can, okay? Oh, we can hear you. Yes. Oh, I'm paranoid. I can hear you. I can't hear you either, no. MC. I can never hear Emily, you. Emily, Emily, I think it's you because we can we all hear Alice. We all hear okay. Alice. <gasps> I can't hear her. Don't get paranoid. Okay. Maybe so you were is. not a, you were not attached. I hear, all, I hear all of you, so I'm not sure. You were you were not attached at all in that show. Nope. No, our costumes weren't nope. attached and we weren't attached that, you know, wow. it's an illusion. That's what's fun about it. But people still call me Emily and I consider it a compliment. <laughs> okay. Alice, do you have like a $5,000 mic there? You are so clear. It's yeah. Well, it's right here. Hello. Hello, Jeffrey. Can you hear All me? Right. Can I come in? It's called Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk. Emily, Emily, well, Emily said she couldn't hear me, so I was holding it up. <laughs> Technical difficulty. Emily, can you hear I couldn't hear what Alice said. Really? She loves you. You know what? I have an idea. Hold, please. I love you what too. About, I can't hear you. Is, <laughs> is there somebody who's in the tech? Who's doing the tech? Who's doing the tech? Okay. Mm-hmm. Have, I'm doing the tech. <laughs> okay. I know. All so right. I turned up the fan. Should, Can you hear me now? Emily, okay, better. No. Okay. Should Emily? Should Emily sign off and come back on? Come back in. I don't yeah. know. Why don't you try that, Emily? Sign off. Let's do a sound test. Can you hear me now, Ems? Okay. What do you think? Can you hear me? No. All right. We'll wait for you. Have you all seen the Spike Lee film with Norm Lewis? Norm Lewis. Oh God. Yeah, I saw the Spike Lee film with Norm Lewis. I was so proud of him. God Almighty, Norm. Eh, whatever. I'm in the room. I'm in the room. You're right there. Hi, Norm. I didn't even see you there. I'm cyber hugging you. Well, if you haven't seen it yet, The Five Bloods, Norm Lewis is a genius. Norm I haven't seen it yet. I hear it. <laughs> Have you not? I was going to give away something really big because I texted Norm when I saw it, and I was like, I can't believe uh, that. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, no. 
Me and you're there with two of my oldest friends, with <laughs> Isaiah Whitlock and Delroy Lindo. Oh, amazing cast, yeah. I, I amazing know them cast. very well, both of them. Yeah. Okay, okay. Emily, can you hear us? Is that better? Uh, Alice, say something. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Hey! Yay! Now you can hear me. I, just, I can't stop adjusting the camera. This is really okay. I just want to say Alice. I want to say just one quick thing before we go forward. There was a slight, slight mistake in the in the video, just a slight one. Uh, and once on this island, that wasn't me. That was the, that was Quentin Darrington, who was fantastic. I, I was wondering. I re I replaced him for two, for two months when he went when he had a he had knee surgery. But, but at least you acknowledge that I was in the show. So that's that's one thing. I just want to make sure Quentin okay. Darrington is an amazing actor, okay. amazing singer. And I, just I apologize to, to you. But that was you singing with Angela Lansbury, right, Norm? Yes. Well, Norm. I always get her and Audrey McDonald mixed up. I saw you in Once on this Island uh -huh. because I um, – I do a lot of work with Leia Salonga. Oh. I pro I produced her last album and and I book a lot of her concert dates. And so I was in New York and right. I you know arranged a house seat with Leia to come and see her. And then the morning of the matinee, I got a text that she had the flu and oh. strep throat and she wasn't going to be on. But I was like, I'm going to go anyway because I was just in New York for a couple of days and I saw the show and and you and it was such a gorgeous production and reimagining of that show. I saw yeah. the original as well, but this, it was so immersive. I just loved it. Yeah, I was lucky because I, 25 years before, I was able to do the uh, the national tour for about a couple of months. And so I had uh, the Graziella Danielle version, and I also had this version. So it was wow. it was great to revisit it. But, well, I would think, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm I a, it. I'm a, I'm a CRFer with Roger Covington, so I um I saw you in it and saw him, so I apologize to you. First, I'm really don't, um, don't apologize. No, it's just I just want to make sure that Quentin got. <laughs> I, I warned everyone about a messy little show. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, that's good. I'm so glad Robert screwed up this week as well because I posted like the wrong program cover of the show, and it it created like an internet flurry Very like I've never seen. And I, I love it. I trust me. I've never had so much attention. I love it. Listen, I just want to say, um, Hugh, are you are you, are you connected? Yes. Oh, good. So, Hugh? as I mentioned, as I mentioned, I'm listening to everybody. I I met Hugh in 1981, doing a production of The Boyfriend at the Huntington Valley Dinner Theater in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, and. I, look what I found. Now this may cut some of you, your faces out, but you'll come right back. I found a couple of delicious photos. This is us in the boyfriend. That's me on the right. Oh, wow. And that's wow. you in the center. Look how thin we were. <laughs> right? And then I searched a little longer and I found this picture. Hugh and his mom, Joan, were like, they were like the beacons of this theater. They did like every production. And and this was the two of them in Annie. I found this photo. <laughs> That's you and your mom, too? That's his mom, Joan. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I just had to show you. Looking down from heaven laughing. Is she? Oh. 
Yeah. I gave, I will tell you, I gave her a rough time during that run because I only had Dorothy Loudon in my head. And I kept giving my mom notes. <laughs> I'm she sure played, she loved that. She played Miss Hannigan and you played Rooster, did you? Yeah. Yes. I yes. Oh, very, oh, she was very oh. proud that we could play brother and sister. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, here's, here, here's to your mom. Here's to your mom. Here's to your, your mother and her mom. Yeah, coming up on a year. And Ken Jennings, I saw in the Book of John a couple months ago, which was, Ken, as usual, is such a brilliant actor. You all need to know about this. Apparently, it played on YouTube to, like, thousands of people yeah. all over the world. It did, Jeff. Thanks wow. be to God. Oh, I love you, Ken. Thanks be to God. I, I, saw, I saw a big chunk of it, Ken, and I was amazed at the memorization. I mean, it was a master class in acting, if you see it on He YouTube. plays Jesus. You know, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> I, I have to say, I have to say, though, thanks to my mom, I was brought to the theater to see Mr. Ken Jennings in Sweeney Todd. Yay. And it was life changing because I, I remember my mom and dad said, we want you to see there's a lady named Angela Lansbury. And you've seen her on TV, you've seen her in movies, but... You must see this woman live on stage because she is magic. So they said it was part of my education to see Angela Lansbury. And uh, part of that education was Ken Jennings. And I think I told you this during Sideshow, but you will always be Tobias in my mind, my heart. That voice, that voice just resonates in my heart to this very day, Ken. I thank you. You thank you. Here, here. And Emily yeah, and I did. Gotcha. Emily and I did Sweeney Todd out in Oklahoma. Oh so man! Oh, wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. Now, where That's are you cool. all quarantining, Alice? You're in New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in New York. Long Jeff? Island. I live behind the Pepsi Cola sign. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. I live behind the uh, Tito Vodka <laughs> sign in Maplewood, New Jersey. I love that. I love that sign. Emily? Uh, I'm in New York. I live uh, in Harlem, and I live on a block where um, it's a, a landmark block uh, because it has a club that every single um, African-American musician you've ever heard of um, was a member of. Everybody, so. Norm, are you a member there? Except Norm. Oh. <laughs> Someone had to go there. Can you're on the Upper uh, yeah. East Side. Side Norm, where are you, Norm? I'm uh, right behind Alice. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were black. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. The Pepsi Cola sign. No, I'm uh, Upper West Side in New York. Upper West Side, New York. Yes. Okay. And, He's also in Mrs. America. He's in Mrs. America that I watched. Yes. I need what? to review my. I saw I that. I saw that. I'm just so fucking proud of all of us. <laughs> Thank What's you, brother. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> fuck as many times as I want. You can. You can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hugh, you're in Connecticut, right? Now. I am in Connecticut in our 1729 salt box with no air conditioning and it is oh, like 90 degrees. Do you have windows or is it a box? What, honey? Do you have windows or is it actually a box with a lid on it? It is a, it is, just... it is a style of a house called a soft box. There are windows, 
but um, no, there was no, I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to point out the fact that. I don't want to be the one to point out the fact that your partner is an interior designer and you could have an air conditioner. No, um, to be honest. He needs to do Phantom of the Opera. Again, yeah, actually, Phantom of the Opera. It is a historically registered property. So if you were to do anything uh, like that, it would take it off the historic register. If you oh, wow. Air conditioning. I mean, it blows my mind to think of how many. Uh, people have been born and died in this house since 1729. Wow. Um, wow. And it's, it's pretty magical. Wow. But I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> but did, they, did they die from heat stroke? Did they die from heat stroke? I'm dying from joy seeing everybody right this minute, actually. Aww. So I really tried. Robert and I really tried. We wanted to surprise you and make this, you know, better how could it be better than having you all here? I don't even know. But I, I reached out to Bill Russell because I thought he could come on and like surprise you, but he's traveling today, yeah. so he couldn't be here. But he sent a message for you. Oh, I know. Here it is. Hello, all you beautiful people. We're traveling today, so I can't be with you virtually in real time. And I'm sending this to be with you virtually in unreal time, which seems appropriate for this unreal time we're living through. To this day, I frequently have experiences like the following. A few years ago, I was working for the first time with a very talented actor from Washington State. And he told me about coming to New York City in 1997 for the holidays. He tried to get a ticket for the Lion King and couldn't. Aww. So he went to the booth and not knowing anything about our show, bought a ticket. And he said, when you all came on stage and took a seat on the bleachers, he started crying and did not stop for the next two and a half hours. And since that time, he had a small theater company in, uh, the Northeast. He produced the show twice, the second time because they did a survey of their audience of what show they'd done that they would most like to see brought back, and Sideshow was the number one choice. And last summer, I directed him as the boss in a production. So that was a real complete circle. But this happens frequently. I am so grateful for the experience of working in that extraordinary time with this extraordinary group of people. And together we created something that means so much to so many people around the world. I could not be more grateful and I cherish all of you forever. That's awesome, that's awesome. I, can I uh, uh, like jump on on the back of that? Uh, I just I remember when he said that uh, he couldn't get a ticket to Lion King. That was the year that uh, the same season that Ragtime, Scarlet Pimpernel, and I think uh, Lion King opened. I think that was the same year. It was. And out of and all of those, also, and, and out of all of those shows, we had some of the best reviews of any of them. And this is what yeah. I learned. It was a lesson learned because. 
we didn't market it well at all, unfortunately. And I feel like if we had done any sort of marketing, we could have been a show that would have lasted a little bit longer. I just remember Scarlet Pimpernel had some of, God bless Scarlet Pimpernel, but they didn't have as great reviews as we did. But yet, four days after they opened, they put up outrageous uh, New York Times. But it could have been like, outrageously bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they could have outrageous dot, dot, dot. We could have picked from our worst review, but it took us two months to get a little sandwich board in front of our theater that no one could read. And no one knew, a lot of times people didn't know we were open. They so, painted the theater wow. black. It, it just was, it Everything was- Everything was painted black on the outside. Yeah, it was just a really interesting, and it was a lesson learned about marketing. It really was. Um, you apologize to all of us. Remember his name, our producer, our producer. Manny Eisenberg. Manny Eisenberg apologized to all of us. watching right now. Okay. Well, he mortgaged his house twice, right? I mean. That's right. He he remortgaged his house and he apologized once one day for not putting enough marketing money aside. Yeah, we were really the little we were really the little show that could. Right. It was amazing that we produced at all. Um, we were all standing out in the snow. We were an idea, um, and you know we were in a we were in a season with these with these behemoth shows that had mega marketing um, budgets behind them. We didn't have any of that. Yes. Um, so I, and I, some I, of the producers went to prison of the other shows, right? Jeff, Jeff, you have, to, you have to come on as like a co-host because I adore you. <laughs> you go, you go dark. I love it. So Here's... you have a, like a mega fan from I think Stockholm that once like has a the original program from opening night that wants to have it autographed. So I'm going to have him like DM me and we'll send it around to each other and we should do that for him, right? Definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll make it happen. Okay, so you know I like surprises. So I have a couple mm -hmm. guests that want to oh, say hello. Yay. I hope they can fit on the screen. I don't know. We've never had more never than had ten well, Let's just see. Let's just see if we're going to do one at a time and see if it works. I'd like to introduce to you the director of Sideshow, Bobby yes. Long. Hello. Gold. And I'm going to bring on the 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 composer. Uh, I show Henry Krieger. Oh my god, it's the moon. Look at you oh all. God. I'm crying. Badly, I've not started drinking yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nurse? I oh god, oh my god, you're so beautiful to see you all. Look at you all. Oh, oh my god, I was oh, thinking today. What was the moment? There were just too many of them, but it was that zitz probe of hearing you all sing this for the first time against that, all of it. You should be loved in the tunnel of love and Ken Jennings just, I'll never forget that in particular. Yeah. And of course that was thanks to you, Mr. Krieger in large part. There he is. Henry. Henry. <laughs> oh God. We were really an organic family and we still are. That system really was an amazing thing. And the whole idea of this was Bobby Longbottom. Yeah, and yeah. thank you, Bobby, for yeah. calling me in. Oh, thank you for calling me in. 
could do this. You know? I'll never forget that meeting. Bill Russell and I had, had worked together before and that who should write this? Well, who wrote Dream Girls? We had no idea and we thought he'd hang up on us, but we actually got him into my apartment and we got through the pitch and and he was in, thank God. Uh, wow. yeah. You know? Who can say no to Siamese twins? Because right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a winner. <laughs> and if you thought we had trouble marketing the way we were, the original title of the show in some of the workshops was The Songs of the Siamese Twins. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, God. Overflowing with love. You don't look, you just look so beautiful, both of you. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And no, they were not connected. That was all that was all their dogged effort and and the will of the audience to keep them together. It was all about you did that, Bobby. You did yeah. it, you did yeah. all of our movement was because of yeah. you. When you split apart at the end, there would be a gasp in the audience and certain <gasps> they just didn't want to believe it was so. And I was most proud of that. Yeah. Mm. Bobby, how did how did the idea for the show come about? And and how did you how how did you come up with the story and research the story and, and, and get it up on stage? Well, the girls, the girls actually were real. They lived and, yeah. and then there was a movie they were in, two of them. They were in Freaks and then they were in something unfortunate called uh, Chain for Life, mm. which um, my uh, partner at the time said, you got to watch this. And I, I did. And th there were things about it that were funny in a John Waters kind of way. And then uh, we looked deeper and I brought Bill Russell in to look at it. And we both had the same feeling about this is about something bigger, about that thing inside of you. You can't medicate or remove. You've got to learn to live with it. And what a great metaphor for duality. So hmm. that's uh, but, but the girls lived a full life, and we borrowed much of what happened to them, including their ill-fated marriage. Enter yes. buddy. <laughs> Enter buddy. <laughs> one plus one equals two. You broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a cool experience. I don't know if Bobby remember. What? Bobby, I don't know if you remember one day, you said something that really has stuck with me all these years is that you brought this company together because we all had one thing in common when we came into audition. And I, I don't know if this is probably my word in my memory, but some uh, kind of a, a damage, something other than, uh, you said we were all kind of freaks that, that, and, and it, there was in a good way, and that there, it was not a coincidence that we were all brought together. There was a note from Greg Barnes, our you know, costume designer. Yeah, I just saw that. There too. Oh, Greg Barnes. Hi, Greg. Oh, Greg there he is. He's a genius. That's why he has an extra genius. He Great aesthetic. So to oh, Greg. Oh. <laughs> My favorite costumes ever. Sorry, everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the truth I, I will, is the truth. I, I want to so, say this, this. This is interesting too. The fact that Bobby was the director and the choreographer. Like it, it, we, there were, there, you know, it's been years since you've seen something like that. Uh, you know, before, like you had the Michael Bennett's and you had the uh, the Fosse's, but it was years before that. Uh, I mean, you know, until that, until we came back on that you saw that kind of thing happening. Usually it was a choreographer and a director, but Bobby- Has it ever, has it ever happened since? I, I don't know, but it's just, you know, but just Bobby had that whole thing put together and just watching him, like you could just see his, the wheels just turning 
and 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 making this beautiful beautiful thing that we did so yeah thank you. did you oh. did you know at the time being in the process did you have a sense of the like incredible sort of like cult following that you were having because as an audience member and as a theater goer and a theater lover like this was like the show to see and it was it was crazy but being in in it did you know that did you have a sense of what was going on around you our hearts were breaking too much i think to know that at the time i don't know we certainly knew we had something really powerful the summer before when we had done a workshop, we were able to be in the Richard Rogers Theater for six weeks with a set, with a crew that was letting us use lighting cues, which was strictly forbidden. And we, we got away with murder. Um, then Manny came to me, our producer, and said, how do you feel about rehearsing at the Brooks Atkinson Theater? 890 was available, which is sadly not happening much anymore anyway. So we would rehearse at the Brooks. We would go have lunch with Manny at the Polish tea room. And then I would rock across the street to the Rogers and see the installation of the set. And I just wish someone had said to me, take a moment and really take this in because it's not going to happen to you ever again. And it's really that unique. You know, I have to shout out to Tom Kosas and the darling, oh, yes. Darlene Wilson, because yeah. the yes. reason- Darlene Wilson. Darlene. Oh Darlene, my God, Darlene. Those, those wow. eyes, her eyes. She did Darlene. so much for you two ladies, the way you move together. She's largely responsible for that. Yeah. Bless, her. Yep. Bless her. Love her. Oh my gosh. And I just have to say, singing, first of all, singing Henry Krieger's music, you know, listening to Dream Girls and listening to all these other shows that he's been a part of. But I had my, you know, Jennifer Holiday moment in the show. But, <laughs> and what was so it was great to see how he crafted he crafted the, the music around all of us because I came in later on there were many incarnations before I think you and I came in together right right yes. right and and so he crafted the music around our voices and and had us bring who we were through that and thank you thank you thank you thank you it's an honor and, and a gift for me thank you Henry Oh, it's Henry's music. I mean, I don't mind it. I happen to see. I love you, Henry, like way too much. No, no, no I happen to see the greatest showman the other day. Then you see that thing, the thing about um, P.T. Barnum? I, I didn't mind it, but it's kind of like a, um, it's almost like a sideshow theme. And I watched the whole thing. I thought, none of this music compares to Henry's music. This music <laughs> isn't Henry's music. Your music soars, buddy. It really oh, does. Man. Wow. Henry. Thank you. Henry. Do you remember, you guys, my favorite moment in tech it was probably not yours. It's when we first got into the Tunnel of Love apparatus and we. That's what she said. <laughs> we must have spent eight hours at least trying to get that set, which was those hearts that pulsated out time. Right. <laughs> You know, and my God, oh, you yeah. such good sports. But there was never such crazy vocals as any show I've ever done is from the four of you. Wait. The <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell a little story about Tunnel of Love, Hunnel of Tub? Yeah. Um, 
Hugh used to make fun of me because on I you know two show days I, I wasn't really used to carrying that kind of load in a show and I might like flip into my head voice on the where is mine and he'd go what are you doing <laughs> you can't ever do that don't you ever flip into that head voice and then I never did again I said you know what happened after that don't you ever flip into your head and then he would do that yeah. I don't know if you say the F word, but you were like, every night I speak. <laughs> okay. okay, that's enough. That's Hugh. the end of the story. Hugh. That? What is that, Hugh? <laughs> There's Zippy. That's Zippy. You don't know Zippy? It's just, I, I, gave, I gave Zippy, Zippy. to Hugh. Was Alice, it a special occasion Alice, or was it just? Alice gave me Zippy. On <laughs> Was it opening night or was it just for no reason at all? I don't remember. Because his hair looked like mine as buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had the same buddy, he had the same I hair that you had going on. No reason at all, but Mr. Pinero. <laughs> yeah. Later, Ricky gets dressed up for Christmas and different holidays. And <laughs> I just yeah. want to say to you, Ken Jennings, that it was such an I don't know. It was an honor, but I was so thrilled that you were interested in doing it. And just to know the continuation of having the man who introduced Nothing's Gonna Harm You in our show was just... You I still, up. like, I'm fangirling right now, okay? I'm yeah. we're going, oh, thank you, Bob. Like this. So am I, so am I. It was an honor to do it. Yeah. I was just thinking just this morning. I thought, what was my greatest contribution to Sideshow? And I remember when I came to you, Bobby, and you, Henry, and Bill, and I said, no, the, the, the lyric is wrong. The lyric is wrong. I should sing the when I'm trying to convince them that, uh, that Terry Turner doesn't know what he's doing. I should sing. And you guys agreed. And you guys let me put the lyric in. You guys let me put the lyric in. I'm one of you. You guys let me put that lyric in. And that moment was so intense and powerful. Uh, because he really was wow. one of the, yeah. the sideshow acts, you know, mm -hmm. and he couldn't mm -hmm. believe that they were listening to Terry and Buddy rather than to him. He was one of them. And mm -hmm. I, I remember you guys, you guys listened to me and you said, yeah, Ken, put it in. Put it uh, in. Yeah, right, right. I remember that. That was tremendous. Love it. What is it, 23 years ago, right? Is it really? I think so. Wow. My God, and when you think that I did, when you think that I did Swingy Pod six years before I was born. <laughs> so you're like 18 right now. You're the negative. <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> and so much of You Should Be Loved, that whole duet between Alice and Norm was just yes. made on you and shaped on you. And it was like open heart surgery eight times a week. That's it. Well, I will say that I, I mean, I love doing it and I love uh, having the, the duet with Alice, but I felt sorry for Emily because she was like. <laughs> <laughs> she was like. <laughs> Brilliantly, she, she went into herself, into that that yes, scene. She She's a mighty fine actress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, but I remember there was a couple of times. Well, there was one night in particular that Hugh Panero will never let me live down, and um, and also none it's, of us, none of us will let you live down. And none of us, none of you will let me live down. And, no, I and and the thing about it is, it was I was I was vocally challenged that day, and you know Henry Krieger's music and Bill Russell's music. It was, I had to hold this note out for a long time. And there's a spot, like a pen light right on my face. And I, I just could not hold the note. And, you know, it's like, you should be loved in the way I love you. And this music is going and going and going. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? What am I going to do? So I go, Violet! Violet! And, and I was know? like, what's happening? Where, where, what? <laughs> And the thing about it is that that one was videotaped, and that is like a bootleg <laughs> that's going it, it's out there. And Damn it's them! Going. Oh, yeah. I Damn them! Straight to. We were we were right behind. Norm was in front singing that on stage, and we were behind two panels that were about to open and split, and then we went into Tunnel of Love. Right? Was that what right. we went into? Right. I yes. Because mm -hmm. all yes. all four of us were behind there, standing there listening to Norm. Don't laugh, lest it happen to you, Al. Is all I was thinking. Well, I and I can I say one thing. I think it was doing a preview. This is about Emily, but Emily and I think she got a note on this. But it was one of the best takes I've ever heard in my life. Because because <laughs> she her line is, "I got my thrill in the tunnel of love" or something. I found yeah. my, what was it? I got my thrill in the tunnel of love. I, but she she was she said it in a way like I got my thrill in the tunnel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. I got oh, my I thrill. I'm working oh, it. That. I don't know what uh, this other girl Bye. got, but I got my. <laughs> <laughs> And I will say, I want to say thank you to the people, because I know when I had to call out that my understudy had to go on and, and jump in there right away. All of the understudies and the entire cast. Yeah. yeah. Lauren and Kristen. Yeah. yeah. David McDonald. Yeah. Yes. Incredible, incredible yes. standbys and yes. understudies in that show. Yep. And what, what about the dressers that did those girls? I mean, those oh. Oh. the quick changes were oh irresponsible. God, yeah. Wow. Was so <laughs> that was your fault, Bobby. <laughs> it was 25 seconds to change into who will love me as I am. Wow. 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 And what about birds of a feather? Is that what the name of that song was? You guys Rare songbirds on display. Songbirds on display. Yes. Right. Rare. Wasn't, wasn't there that was when we fell through the poof. Wasn't there a fast change after your uh, uh, duet with Jeff, Emily? Wasn't there a quick change? There was a fast change after every. <laughs> there was. We only we didn't even breathe at intermission because we were madly changing clothes at intermission. Oh that wow! That show was like yeah. one long running mm -hmm. Iron Man triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. There was no time. No time to pee. There was no time to drink any water. Nothing. Because if we were and the genius days, Maria Varel, yeah. Having massive changes, week changes, full costume changes, full hair changes. Yes. Don't you love Terry Purcell? She is the woman. Yeah. Terry Purcell was our wardrobe. Magnificent. She was a, she is wow. the queen. 
And David Chase, David Chase, our musical director. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. And his wife, too. And his wife. <laughs> because she Susan was putting Taylor. up with him. Did you I see that Maria one of your- did our makeup. What was that? Did you see that oh, one, of Maria Maria cast, one of your cast, one of your cast makeup designer who actually made Alice and I look like twins. Yeah, yeah we're just talking about Maria Varel, who she was the one who taught us how to do makeup. Like I learned so much about just in general, how to do makeup for the stage from her. And she taught us how to make our faces look similar. And mm -hmm. then, you know, we aged like, I don't know, during the show we aged like eight, 10 years or something. Mm -hmm. or And then we had to get a little more mature looking. And she's, I, I will never ever be able to thank her enough for what I learned from Maria during the show about makeup. Yeah. Lee, sorry, you were saying something. We interrupted yes. you, Lee. Oh, no, that? I was just saying one of your castmates who's a dear friend of mine, one of your freaks in the show is watching and he said, hello, Philip Officer is here. No! Oh, oh, the Reptile Man! Hello, Philip. Hello, I love Philip. How about that? Hello. Oh, gosh. Oh, what a voice. Yeah, yes. what a voice. Great voice. Yes, great yeah. voice. I know that Alice and Emily have done, you do shows and concerts together, you've recorded together. How did you guys realize that once the show ended its life on Broadway, how often do these, your fans are incredibly loyal and, and fiercely love the show. How do you guys, you hear about it, I'm sure people see you in the street, they come see you in other things, and the, the sideshow lives on, it lives on. And how does that feel <laughs> when you hear from all of these wonderful fans that have been reaching out to us all week? I think I it's so that's proud. they saw me in the street. I think that that's a moment I don't really want to talk about. The moment I was in the street, I was on and actually lying in the street, and somebody saw me. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, you know, the, there's an interesting story after the show closed, Em, about how we decided maybe we should just contact this Bruce Kimmel guy, you know, and maybe he'll make him. He, he didn't know who we were, he didn't know what the show was. I'm outing you, Bruce, but you know, he lives in Studio City, they have their own world over there. Um, but we said, look, our show just closed and you should make a record with us. And then we ended up making two with him. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the duets album was my, my mother would be so happy right now because she loved Emily and I together singing as I do. And a duet was, the d duets album was my mother's favorite album of ours. She played it, you know, all the time. Yeah. So, and that was because of Veras Saraband. So those two albums that we put out got us in the mode of working together, right, Ems, and wanting to do shows. And, and we did more shows together, too, more actual shows, so. I saw you both in The Dead, James Joyce is The Dead. Yes. That was great. That's right, right, right. <laughs> That's a subject that just drops dead when you see The Dead. <laughs> 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 well, Henry, Henry, are you working on any new projects or is, you know, yes. and I'm asking as an actor, <laughs> you need a 57 year old black man to play. To sing any <laughs> I'm working on something with Bobby Longbottom, actually. Oh, oh really? Is this the Kristen Chenoweth thing still? Can yeah. I audition yeah. right now? Can I audition right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It would be more resonant than ever. What would you say, Bobby? It, it's a musical about Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, right. anything, to, anything to bring down Trump. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. 
I'm glad and you said something. Writing the music, and David Yazbek is writing lyrics. Wow. And Robert Horn is our new book writer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's going to be good. I could play the uh, Jim Baker. I <laughs> you can play Jerry Falwell, though. I just, I I'm serious. <laughs> Why not? Are you really 57? Oh my God. 57, yeah. Jesus. You yeah, we hard. all are. And you were <laughs> so him. good in that Spike Lee movie. I was beyond like crazy. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Let, let's all tell Learn. our ages. Phenomenal. Let's say how Phenomenal. old we are. Oh, Jeff, stop. <laughs> no, we'll go, we'll go right across the board. We'll go right across Just Google the board, it, Robert. people. You're too lazy. Google. <laughs> the only thing, uh, Jeff, the only thing is that your face is not changed. You still look the same. Your hair has just gotten whiter. That's all. Well, I can afford <laughs> the work I've had done. You know? <laughs> You're still beautiful, Mr. McCarthy. And can I just say, there's a we, we, we're all kind of tied in somehow because... Ken Jennings, known, I watched your video of you doing Tobias, and we've already talked about that, but I've gotten a chance to play Sweeney Todd. Emily has wow. done Sweeney Todd. Jeff has done Sweeney Todd. Hugh Panero has done Sweeney Todd. So wow. I think we owe all of our Sweeney Todds to you. Yeah, so I've done it twice. Do. So true. I did it two times. Did you do it? Did you do it? Oh. I did. I did You've it. Done it You've done it You twice? didn't know about it, but I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Oh. In your living room. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. There was a I guy. Saw you, I saw you cleaning, Norm. Bobby, yeah. He's a very Bobby good musical director, Tim, Tim Steiner. Uh, he said to me he was going to go uh, run a theater down in Florida. Um, I, I And he said, um, I don't know if it ever happened. He said, you know, Ken, I want you to bring, I want to cast you as Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I was, well, great. That's great. That's great. What are you going to do? Have a box get up to the barber chair? You know, I'm going to climb in a box each time. I've got to slit the guy's throat. Yeah, actually, that would be cool. That would actually be kind of neat. Yeah, it'd be it cool. Would. What, about, it would. what about those stilts you wore in Sideshow? Remember that? I, that's I, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we should do this group should do a revival of your good man Charlie Brown, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be great. Ken and I almost did Cyrano together in the I winter. Did. Yeah, oh, what we had? Yeah, up in Montana. But yeah. Where did M. Skins Emily. go? Yeah, where'd she go? She's back into the galaxies. Uh oh. <laughs> She'll come back. She'll yeah. come back. We'll be back. She's transporting herself. There she is. Yay. Yay. I, want, I want to remember all of these faces. We well, noticed you, you were gone. Does that make you feel? We noticed that you were gone. We, we didn't ignore <laughs> that you disappeared. That. Yeah. You're right, though. We got to take the screenshot here. <laughs> <laughs> Robert and Lee, we just took over your show. Nope, like you know it. what? You know what? It's the best, it's the best gift. It's the yeah. best gift. <laughs> we have I, We are so fine with that. A few minutes ago, I thought you were going to say, "You notice how like I haven't asked a question in like fifteen no. minutes, and you notice that?" <laughs> <laughs> but you said something else instead. <laughs> I love it. Somebody get a screenshot. Yeah, someone get a screenshot. Yeah. I, 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 did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. I said we while we're three, all smiling. Two, one, two, three, go. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> now be sure to me, Jeff, or somebody, okay? Because I don't know how any of this stuff works. So be sending well, that to me, okay? Come on over, Ken. Come on over. Ken, I'll I'll send send the club. I will Are send you a little everyone. Can but what I will, I, I, I'm, I'm, and again, I'm being Oprah right now, taking over. But um, yes. what I will say is that what was so magical about the show is that everyone who saw it 
felt a piece of themselves on that stage. I mean, the words, you know, come look at the freaks. We all are freaks. And, you know, I will never leave you. Those songs, I mean, sometimes people made fun of the song because of the fact that they were attached to each other. But it really resonated with people have been singing this at weddings and people have been singing at graduations, things like that, because it does mean so much. And uh, we all feel freakish sometime in our lives. And, uh, you know, that was the main thing about when people would come to see the show. They didn't know what it was about. They were like, I don't know if I'm going to see these people who are, you know, considered freaks in a sideshow. But once they got there, they were like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, it just it's all for uh, applause to the creators, you know, uh, these two right here, Bill Russell and and, you know, I guess us as well. But definitely under the leadership of you. Yes. You two, yeah. Yes, you as well. Of right? course. Mostly. Yes, yes indeed. You know, we had the most incredible um, TV commercial schemed out. The whole thing was storyboarded out. You saw each. The back of Emily's stage right, the back of Alice's stage left. You saw these beautiful girls coming together and joined and all this great montaging that would have, I think, dealt with the Jerry Springer problem we had mm. and just the explaining what the show was to people. But we right. were never able to make that commercial. I think right. it would have made a big difference. Yes, yes. Um, wow. There's a great story. Remember, our drummer was Ray Grapone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'll never and forget. I'll Remember that? You know what I mean? When he was talking, when Norm was taught, when he, what's his name? When Norm a few minutes ago was talking about "I will never leave you" and how people relate. Remember when Ray came to us and we were we were doing tech, because he was he had his drums, you know, on the on the orchestra floor, down stage left, you know, house right there. He set up his drums right there, and he just played rehearsals for us with with David or whoever happened to be playing piano. But anyway, we, we were taking a break and we had been working and I will never leave, leave you for a while that day. And Ray had been playing the same thing over and over and over again. And we just were standing on the edge of the stage, Emily and my and me. And he looked up at us and he was like, you know what, I get it. I, I get it. I finally understand this song. It's <laughs> you will never leave her. <laughs> Remember that, Emily? And we were like, exactly, Ray. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> he did not I think talk we that knew. He did say that. He has a little <laughs> bit of an accent. He really sort of had something when. Um, but he didn't, he didn't say, huh? When, when the show was really, I might the show was really struggling. And uh, wow. all of our crew were so invested in the show. All of our mm -hmm. IATSE backstage crew. Yeah. And I remember some of them would oh, like come yeah. up to Alice and go, I really love the show. I really hope this makes the show makes it. Yeah. And crew guys don't say that. They would dance Everybody. long. They've, they'd they'd be doing the choreography. Hundreds of shows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they'd be doing the choreography out backstage. Out to the tickets booth uh, between shows yeah. to help yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It's it's uh, and also you know it's it's I mean there's so much music I think there should be an album of songs that were cut from the show because I just remember there was this and this is the genius of who Bobby and Henry and Bill are because there was this beautiful song that Emily uh, not Emily I'm sorry Alice I get you guys confused sorry uh, that Alice was singing oh when she was when she was <laughs> saying no to Buddy about not marrying him and it was a beautiful like song that you think maybe barbara she's gone. Singing, ended up singing she's and gone. she's gone and she's gone. and i just remember when they decided to cut that song i actually was i was really hurt but all 
all Alice had to say was, no, I'm not going to, I'm not marrying you. And that was, it, it took that, you know, that brilliance to go, you know what, this song is amazing, but it's not needed in this, in this mm. moment. I, I you know that the story from my perspective is there we were in our previews and, you know, we rehearsed during the day and then, then work at night and, you know, you do it every day except your day off. And so Bobby comes in before it was, you know, a while before half hour, we were there and you come in, you knock and you come in, you said, I, can, can we have a chat? And you got down on your knee. <laughs> you did Bobby. And you were, your heart was just like a bird going, please don't kill me. <laughs> Little did you know, I was like, yes, yes. one last song I have to sing. I mean, honestly, Norman, it makes me feel bad that you were hurt because although I can understand why, but the thing was Bobby, it was such a good decision because since we had been doing it, I always think that, you know, when you take a moment out, it doesn't disappear from your memory, your, your, you know, like your phantom limb memory of what used to be there in the show. Mm -hmm. And it just adds to the patina. And if anything, it's going to make it better because you don't yeah. know why it's so seasoned. And so everything I was feeling and that we, that Norm and I and Emily and I and everybody else on stage had developed for that moment was still there. But yeah. we didn't have to stop the show to just watch Violet have a, you know, finally have her moment. And yeah, it, was it was okay. Gorgeous, it was a gorgeous it was, song. It was great. It's not the momentum, momentum of going to the uh -huh. show, getting yeah. to the end of the show. Yeah. But I'll tell you, people, they want me to sing it. They ask me to sing it all the time. And I usually don't because, well, you know, I'm just kind of sensitive, picky about when I sing this stuff and who I sing it with. But also, out of context, that song, you know, I don't know how to do it out of context. I just, right. <laughs> it's a great belter, but you know, we're beyond that now. We just want, we want to have some real depth and meaning in what we're doing too, even if it's just two and a half minutes, so. You know what you two did brilliantly was leave me alone. Because yeah. that was basically right. the moment that it, it defied yeah. logic that you actually weren't bound together because you were need pushing each other off your center and off your balance. and. It was amazing how you kept that together. And that was my favorite transition of the show. Thank you, David Chase. That music leading up into those archaeologists coming downstage was yeah. pretty And cool. Bobby, you know, Leave Me Alone was also, remember when we had that corset at 890 in the rehearsal? Just for the day. You wore it for one day and you made a phone yeah. call to your agent and said, I'm never wearing this again. <laughs> I went down to the payphone and punched in my AT&T number, and then I made a phone call to my agent. That's what I did, yeah. That no, was I exercise just to confirm that I was on the right track. And for our production, that made sense, so. <laughs> no, I, I, but I remember that this I really got a sense of how they moved together just from that few hours we had it on, because I remember we would sit in the corset together and I'd be facing away, and we had to decide who decided to leave? Because it's not like they always decide to get up and leave at the same time. They don't always do that. One is going to be maybe pulling the other one or just a little bit, you know, and the other one might be like, what the hell? I'm talking about them like they're milk cartons, but, you know, well, no, 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 but remember the, the original mm -hmm. twins died. One of them died on a heating grate <laughs> and the mm -hmm. other had to, yes. Yeah. <sighs> She died laying on a heating grate. The other one had to stick right with her. Wow. Thanks. Will, and by today's standards, they would have been separated because it was yeah. easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. They would have been separated like before they left the hospital, probably. Yeah, yeah right. It would have probably. been one of those things they do when they're born, probably, you know, yeah. because the way they were connected from what we discovered and what, you know, was true is that they didn't share bones or anything that they couldn't right. just, it was just skin and, yeah. you know.
Isn't that a nice subject? The fleshy link. <laughs> this is a story I never really tell to anyone. It's, I hope she said it to, uh, but it's the greatest compliment I have ever received ever in theater. But it's a compliment to all of us. I was coming down the stairs after the show and Elaine Stritch was coming up the stairs. And she stopped me and she said to me, the opening to Sideshow is the greatest opening to any Broadway show I have wow. ever seen. Wow. That's what she said. That was she know. She came to my dressing room afterwards and I didn't recognize her. And my dresser was furious with me. <laughs> End of story. Chef. <laughs> Why? Because she was reading. 30 Rock the hadn't happened yet. 30 Rock hadn't happened. Yet. Why? <laughs> if she'd sung I'm Still Here or something, you know, I, I would. But Did she introduce herself to you then? No, story? she didn't. She came into this little sailor outfit. I don't know if you remember that night. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. I, thank you so much. You need to leave because i got to get to the train. I didn't know it was a land spirit. <laughs> oh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yes, I know. I'm still <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> Oh, we have a great Elaine Stritch story from the dead. Want to hear it? No, yes. <laughs> it's actually a funny story. Remember that, Ams? Remember what happened when she came to the show? <laughs> she came up. Well, gosh, let's do the dead reunion because you get Christopher Walken on screen and we'll be on here for eight hours straight. <laughs> and it'll just be nothing but solid entertainment, man. So right, awesome. Right, right. But uh, now I can't even remember what the hell I was saying. What the heck? <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was after a show, and she had been in the audience, and so she had to walk past Christopher Walken's dressing room before she got to us, and she walked right past it. And I was, because, you know, you get your radar out for this. It's like Elaine Stritch, because I would recognize Elaine Stritch if I saw her. Sure. <laughs> Where are wow. you, this way? Wow. <laughs> it was just it was a little dig to you. But um, so she rushes into our room, and she goes, she knocks as she walks in, you know? And she's like, do you mind if I, as she's doing it, and she pulls her skirt up, am I right? Puts her heel on the shirt, on the, on the, on the chair. So she's got her that, her knee, you know, she's got her foot on the chair. She goes into her bag and pulls out a syringe and gives herself an insulin shot right through her <laughs> pantyhose. Jesus God. Is that too much information? But isn't that a great story? <laughs> it's true. And it was one big movement. Like she didn't even, because what are we gonna do? Stop Elaine Stritch? Story, here's the best part of that story. She knocked like, on the door, we opened the door, she came in, she didn't even say hi to us. She just walked in the door, came in, hiked her skirt up, <laughs> but she couldn't do that in Chris's dressing room. That would be no. That wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah, if she went to Chris's or the bathroom, maybe down in the the because people recognize Elaine Stritch. That's the thing about her. People recognize her everywhere she goes. If you don't know who she, except for Jeff McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All I remember is Christopher Walken. Emily told me. This. What? What? Let's get back to sideshow. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe hear about. It. I will say, is like, this is for this is for any of the uh, the young people out there looking to you know for their Broadway dream and stuff. I had one of the best auditions I have ever had in my entire life, and I auditioned uh, with Alice, and I was there for about two hours. So I had done the dancing part, I'd done the scene work, and I did the singing. And we were done. And then I just remember Bobby and the rest of the producers and Henry and everybody else being behind the table. And they looked at me and said, how would you like to be part of our family? Yeah, yeah. And I said, Aww. I said, can you give me one minute? 
And I walked over to the window of that studio and started bawling. <laughs> it was a highly emotional. It was a highly emotional scene, and you know, it was the stress of the day. And and so, yeah, it was one of the best times, like one of the best auditions I've ever had. Wow! Wow! I will never forget that day. I, that's yeah. happened maybe on uh, two or three times. We I've done that, and that yeah. uh, man, did you earn that? Yeah. Thank well, thanks. He's thank Norm you. Lewis. You know. Good Lord. Thank you. Well, Bobby, you offered it to me right on the spot too, didn't you? You, yes, you offered it to me. You said, "Would you?" And uh, to me, that's the that is the best thing that ever happens to you when you're an actor. When you get the offer right there after you just finished, it is just the best feeling in the world. So thank you for that. That's not, it's old school or yeah. something. You know, like the way Manny produced the show is old school. Didn't he mortgage his house twice or something to? Just yeah. to get that done, what we did? I don't know, maybe that's it. Sorry, cut that out. Uh, <laughs> Let's let Robert and Lee say something. No. Yeah, oh, exactly. No. <laughs> no. This is my house, our house is you your think? house. Thank you so much. So here's what I want to say. Uh, my computer has frozen four times during this broadcast, <laughs> which is why I'm sharing. But I think, we, <laughs> I think we've got this. Um, and um, I, We've been doing this for 16 weeks. We started this because we were just bored and um, and thought it would be fun. And and it has just grown and grown. And and every week has, has been really beautiful and really fun and for people. And I think it's bringing a lot of joy to people. But this week yeah. has just like, it's like off the charts, the messages that we're getting. Your, um, your, fans of this show, of this original production, are like fiercely devoted. I've never seen anything like it. And it's really heartwarming because I think, especially at this moment in our lives when, um, you know, we're all going through it, um, you know, music and art is really what, um, what heals people and yeah. changes people. And it's so needed. And the, just the, uh, it, incredible love that Robert and I have been seeing on posts and responses and emails that we've gotten about this show and just comments tonight. It's incredible. It's incredible. And, and I know that, you know, you don't, you don't make this art for, you know, that response. You make this art because you're artists and that's what, that's what gives you life. And that's how you tell your stories and that's how you, that's how you breathe. But, I just want to say that, like, it's it's just incredible to to witness this, and you should all really bathe in that because you have all made a huge impact on the theater loving community and on theater geeks like me and Robert. Yeah. You really have. I was there. I saw the original production, and um, you really have had quite a profound impact. And people that listen to you know, this music, Henry, are like so moved. It's just, in, it's just incredible. Um, so I just want to thank you for playing with us tonight. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless aside and, from that. I, I just can't believe this is happening. While the art and, and, and theater is, is closed right now, just seeing the people come together and seeing you guys, you guys bring so much light to so many people, like all those musical theater kids and grown-ups that love art, theater, and Broadway. 
like it's a dream that you guys come on here. I know they're as thrilled, and it's from the bottom of our heart. Thank you for spending. Thank you. With thank, us. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having Mike, us. Thank you. Mike, this is the longest show we've had yet. It's almost Ever. ninety minutes, and people are still commenting. We might have to do a part two. <laughs> weekly. Busy. I don't know. Well, you can saying. tell. This so weekly. Has a lot to say. Yeah, exactly. It's great seeing everybody. Love you all. Truly. Love you. Love you, Henry, Bobby. Love you, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye now. Good to see you now. Take care now. I guess I got to go, huh? Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Robert, you forgot one. There you go. I know you're nervous. Technical director. I left you in this. I know my computer kept freezing. I, I of I, all days, of all days. I feel like this is sideshow, and I'm on the wrong side. Like you're Alice, and I'm Emily, and we we are on the wrong side. I know it's okay. Listen, wow, all of wow. you out there. You know what? I think tomorrow we're gonna have to hop on and do another Instagram live like recap of this moment because it was and so incredible. Right. Yes. And listen, I want to just apologize to Norm and to listen. We we try the we we are a two man show, and I know all of you trolls out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I. What we, are you sorry about? We all make mistakes. Oh, 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 yeah. There's that. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you all for watching. This has been a long show, but boy, wow. It was wow, it, wow, 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 wow. My it, heart is full. It was My wonderful. heart is full. Wonderful. Right? Uh, yes. Do you know how to end the broadcast? I think I'm going to click the opener and end the broadcast. Okay. Well, I love you. Next week, Cheetah Rivera. Next week, Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah Rivera here live. We'll see you then. It's time for Quarantine Cabaret Cocktails with Robert Bannon and Lee Lessig.